y'all welcome back i do need to just say off the top and i apologize for the audio quality this week recording in my car but next week we will be back to uh, the regular audio format and the you know the good microphones and stuff but never you worry because i am so excited because i have quite the story i mean really stories but they all bleed together and i am very excited to tell you about them so last week as uh, as all of you and the millions of you that listen uh, you probably noticed that I didn't have an episode, put up a little picture of fish, gone fishing, ha ha ha. But I, uh, I, I only went to two nights. Uh, they come to Dick's Sporting Goods every year. Uh, so fish, Dick's is a very common joke. It's a theme that has been run into the ground many years ago. But I still think it's funny, so we still use it. Anyways, the fish usually comes uh, for three nights every year, uh, right about September 1st, right about Labor Day weekend, which... Of course, uh, my son was born on September 2nd, and then my daughter, two years later, was born on September 3rd, so I have not gone to fish at Dick's or Fish Dick's in many, many years. Uh, it's just something I've, you know, I've given up. It's just what it is. It's fine. Like, you know, it's, uh, uh, by comparing the, the love and, and adoration of my own children to a band, that's a joke, so I just, you know, I put it away. It's fine. This year, fish surprised me and everybody by making the Fish Dicks run a four-day, or four-night run. So there's a Thursday night show, a Friday night, Saturday night, then a Sunday night show. And it just so happened that I could make the Thursday and the Sunday because my kids' birthdays were Friday and Saturday. So it all worked out. Hooray for everybody. Hooray for me. So Thursday night, uh, I go to the show. And uh, you know, for those of you out there that don't know who or what Fish is... Uh, they are a jam band. They are a psychedelic band. You know, they are an out there band, much like the Grateful Dead used to be, kind of the new iteration of that. Although, really, the old iteration of that. These guys have been a band since like the late '80s, so it's a bunch of old people. And what's interesting, old people on stage, but also old people in the crowd. It's a very odd uh, mix of human beings that go to these shows. I mean, Dick's holds like. I don't know, 20,000, 25,000. I didn't actually check how many tickets were sold, but it holds tens of thousands of people. It's a big old stadium, and it's it's anywhere from 70-year-old people to, to teenagers. And I, and I do mean teenagers. Like, some of these kids look like they didn't even drive here. Like, they couldn't legally drive here. And then there's plenty of people that look, like, genuinely older than my parents by a good, good bit. It's an odd mix, but somehow everybody seems to get along. Well, not somehow. I'm pretty sure I know how. Uh, there, there's a way to get an entire group of people all to be... Uh, complacent and peaceful and uh you know happy and everybody seems to be doing that <laughs> for the most part but there's a thing uh for fish when they're at a location especially for you know four days at dicks but probably any location i've seen them a few different places uh it's called fish lot or shakedown street or there's plenty of other names but it's a bunch of pop-up vendors uh, homemade glass blowers people selling food people selling custom fish t-shirts and hippie style stuff and tie-dye things and i saw frisbees i saw some wood laser cutting art like there's honestly there's some mind-blowing pieces that are sold for hundreds of dollars and there's some tiny pieces that are sold for 20 bucks and there's you know play all the all the paraphernalia you could ever want including um what goes in that paraphernalia and other things that go in other paraphernalia and all of the things you could ever want it's quite literally a one-stop shop for anything and everything psychedelic, including just Gatorade. Like, I bought so, so many Gatorades. But as I'm walking up, day one, Thursday, I'm going to eventually meet my friends there. Uh, but I'm going to walk up myself just because I got an Uber. You know how it goes. 
I'm walking into what's called Shakedown. It, it's a giant, it's a massive, I mean, it takes up I mean, literally thousands of parking spaces. They, they block off a huge section of the parking lot for all of these vendors. There's hundreds of vendors. And as I'm walking in, right as I walk in, I'm getting there, I'm gonna buy a Gatorade and a bottle of water. A dude that can't be 20, you know, maybe 25, but probably less, passes out and falls right into, I mean, I mean fully into this Yeti cooler. I don't know if it was Yeti, but it doesn't matter. Into the cooler of water bottles. Dude falls face first, his now face is underwater. His girlfriend who weighs maybe 90 pounds can't physically pick him up. So I grab him, me with some other dudes, everybody comes rushes over to help, which is another nice thing about fish. Everybody is kind of in it together. And if you're having a, say you took too much of whatever it is you decide to take, most of the people are usually gonna be on your side. And in this case we were, we all grabbed this guy and sat him up. I bought him a bottle of water because clearly you need nothing more than water moving forward, sir. And him and his girlfriend were just kind of freaking out or whatever. But that was my introduction to many years off. I haven't been in forever. Oh, yeah, fish. I forgot. Everybody shows up wasted to this thing. And that's not even true. To be fair, the majority of people aren't wasted. The majority of people are actually waiting for the music to start because the music is such a unique event. I personally don't want to be so far gone that I miss it. There's a lot of nuance, at least for, for those of us, uh, what did Eric call us, I forget, but for those of us nerdy asshole fish fans, there is a lot of nuance. There's a lot of, of uh, subtext to, to songs, and, and I enjoy catching that subtext. I enjoy finding small little variations because that's the beauty of fish. The difference between going to uh, you know most bands and to jam bands is that jam bands, you're not gonna hear the, the song the way the album you know, has it recorded. The way they recorded it, the way they played it on the album is not the way they're gonna play it live. And to me, and for those of us who like that, that is special. It's something you can't recreate. It's something that requires all four members of the band, as well as their like 80 member staff and their gigantic light rig. Uh, their light rig is worth over $6 million. Well, I'll hopefully get back to that later if I remember, but it is mind blowing. Just that alone. I would sit and stare at, even without music play behind it. Like it is, to, I know, I know what you're thinking. If, if you out there have gone to concerts and like, oh, it was kind of fun lights. You have no idea. This is six million dollars of just lights. We're not talking about the bands. You know, we're not talking about the, the the humans that run the lights. Kuroda is the guy's is the main guy's name with his staff. We're not talking about paying them by the hour. We're not talking about the the, the electricity that it runs through. We're not talking about the trucks that drove it here. We're not talking about the band's salary or, or their equipment or their speakers. We're just talking $6 million for just lights. Pretty sure they're the only band that has it. I'm not even kidding. Pretty sure they're the only one. Maybe like Rammstein. I've seen a couple of their uh, clips on YouTube. They look pretty decent. But anyways, this thing is is unto itself magnificent. It is. It, it feels alive even when you're not destroyed, even when you're not like barely seeing straight, it still feels alive. It's amazing. So anyways, a lot of us want to see it and take it all in and try to remember as much of it as you can. And some, and a lot of people, then the ones that stand out are the ones that don't. And this guy is just, you know, one of the guys that doesn't. And it helped quickly snap me into fish mode. Cause like, I, I'm not drinking, admittedly. It's, it's like 95 degrees and we're hanging out in the parking lot from noon to 6 p.m. Like, I'm not drinking until the show starts, I'm good. And that's how, honestly, a lot of people, a lot of people go slow until the show starts. And it was great. You know, honestly, I uh, eventually found my friends, uh, you know, Joe Brady and Nick Pratt have both been on the show before. Cecilia has also been on the show before. There's, you know, plenty of people. In fact, Dave has been on the show before. Like, plenty of, uh, you know, my fish friends have been on the show, so I'm gonna talk about them because whatever, they've been on the show. We have a great time. Uh, Thursday night, we have an absolute blast. The show goes for three, three and a half hours-ish. 
we get out, it's nearish midnight, and uh, myself and Cecilia are very hungry. Everybody's very hungry, but myself and Cecilia are very hungry. And I'll post a picture to uh, to the Instagram so you can see what I'm talking about. But there are uh, there grilled cheese is basically like the main staple of fish lot. There are easily five or six different people, different stations, different vendors selling grilled cheese. And, you know, they're four bucks or whatever. It's relatively cheap. And at midnight, when you've been partying, and uh, don't get me wrong, once the show started, I was partying, I was very, very hungry. So uh, Cecilia and I, finally, we wander for what seems like forever to get to this spot. And there's a giant flag uh, they have raised above, the, uh, above everything. You can see it above the entire lot. It just says the word bacon. And when you get there, it says, the sign says something like, and I'll post the picture so you'll see it exactly, but it says something like, bacon and every motherfucking bite grilled cheese, $5. And it's more than I was planning on spending a little less, but fuck it, I'm hungry. So here's here's five dollars for me. Here's another one. Buy, give me two. We wait in line for maybe ten minutes. Feels like six hours. We wait in line for maybe ten minutes. I'm like, hey man, give me one and give her one. And he he makes mine, hands it to me, and then he starts making Cecilia's. And as I take one bite of bacon and every motherfucking bite grilled cheese, I realize I need six more of these. So I go, hey man, I'm gonna need about six more. Thinking he's gonna go ha ha ha, or thinking I'm just he just instantly starts making six more. I am apparently not the first person to do exactly what I just did. Take one bite, realize, holy shit, I'm hungry. Give me all them more. So I smash at least three or four of them, order another four, and then Cecilia and I walk back to our group in the, uh, in the parking lot. I'm carrying four grilled cheeses, and I step off a curb into the parking lot and drop all of these. I am so sad <laughs> in this moment. It's so depressing. It's such like I was trying to carry food for everybody. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to get back to everybody with like, check it out. I got grilled cheese. And instead I dropped all of it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There goes 30 bucks. <laughs> Fuck it. I get home about, about 3 a.m. Give or take. We hang out in the parking lot till, till you know, 1, 1 when the cops kick you out. We go back to their Airbnb. We have fun. You know, they eat more food. No surprise. I get home about 3 a.m. And my son wakes up at 5.30 a.m. As he always does. Because that's just, that's when he wakes up. Um, now I have to try and play parent. I have to try and be dad mode. Uh, to, you know, for, after two hours sleep for going way, way too hard the night before. I, I kind of more or less get, like, I walk him to school. Um, because... Well, true story. I, I'm not capable of driving yet. There's a there's a very real chance that I am literally still too drunk <laughs> to drive at six thirty seven in the morning. But in my defense, I was drinking till three, so it's only been a couple hours. I haven't had time to sober up. I took an Uber home. Don't worry. Don't worry. So I walk my kid to school, as you do, and then later that day we go out for their birthdays because it's it's his, it's my son's birthday that Friday, it's my daughter's birthday that next day, Saturday, and we take both my kids, my wife and I now, so I can share the parenting responsibilities. Uh, we go to the Gaylord Hotel, which that probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of you. I'd never heard of it before either, but apparently it's there's a couple of them. Well, there's one in Denver, and it's near the airport, and it's a big old thing. And what I didn't no. Well, I didn't know two separate things. These are two very important details about this hotel. Uh, every year on Labor Day, it does the Nandakusan Comic-Con of some kind. It's an anime cosplay festival. So as we park, we're walking in. Uh, we're walking into this hotel, and out comes, right right out the door, out comes Pikachu. And for this is a true story. For my, for my daughter's birthday where she invited friends uh, last weekend, we hired a princess. We hired a, a girl to dress up as Ariel and a girl to dress up as... Oof. Parents, I'm sorry for listening with your kids. I mean, we hired the real princesses. We did, we, nobody dresses up. We hired the actual Ariel and the actual Elsa, obviously. Sorry, parents. Should have given you a heads up there. But we did. We got the real princesses came. Anyways, 
And so when we get to this hotel, my kids see Pikachu and they both go, oh my God, dad, did you, did you hire Pikachu for our birthday? <laughs> so hi, I just look him square in the eye. I like, look kids, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I absolutely did. I, I hired Pikachu for your birthday. You're welcome. Happy birthday. And at this moment, I still don't know that there's a non-Desu con or whatever. I have no idea what's happening. I just I just know there's a person with a, with a Pikachu costume on, and I just take credit for it. We walk in the hotel. There are literally hundreds of people in costumes. I'm not exaggerating. It was probably, I doubt there's a thousand, but there's easily 200 plus. Easily, if not way, way more. There are so many people in costumes, and I don't recognize like 90% of them. I, I start asking people, like whenever I'm in the elevator with these guys, I ask them like where they're from, and they name something I've never heard of, some something that sounds vaguely Asian, and that's cool. Like, I, yeah, have fun. Like, they're all having a great time, and now my kids are having a great time. It's friggin' awesome. It's absolutely amazing. And what's even better is... Both of my kids are obsessed with dressing up. They just like it. They, my daughter has all kinds of dresses. My son has all kinds of costumes with superheroes and, and all this stuff. My wife, luckily enough, brought my daughter and my son their favorite costume. Just for the hell of it. Just out, out of nowhere. Not, not She didn't know. I didn't know. None of us knew. But they brought... My, my wife brought costumes for both of them. So now my kids get to dress up. And my daughter puts on her aerial mermaid dress thing. It makes her look like she's a mermaid. And there are actual mermaids there's a group of five mermaids sitting at there's like the the gaylord hotel is over the top we we are likely not going back because that was expensive but it's an over the top nice hotel (laughs) and there's an actual like waterfall water kind of a thing in fact i'll send a picture of that one too i'm probably gonna crop out my kid but i I will send a picture of that one or put it on the instagram because there's literally there's a water feature and there's five mermaids sitting around and now my daughter's wearing an aerial mermaid costume so she loses her fucking mind Runs over there, we get pictures. It's, that was the best part. Everybody, anybody from non-DesuCon, because I'm sure there's a lot of y'all that listen to my show, all, all the tens of thousands of you that listen, thank you. Like, these people were awesome. They all played along. Whenever my kids wanted pictures, nobody said no. Nobody was a jerk. Everybody was incredibly good. They were just all very helpful. Everybody, like, as soon as they saw my kids in costumes, all of these people played along. It was amazing. In fact, some other little kids who were just, so many people were there, so many families were there, not having any idea this this convention, this anime thing was going on. But so many other kids saw my kids dressed up and wanted to take pictures with my kids, thinking they were part of the convention. It was genuinely amazing. Everybody played along. Everybody was awesome, except the next morning. I wake up the next morning. Uh, you know, my wife and I had drank at the, at the hotel, as you do. We had a good time, had ourselves a good night. I wake up hungover. It's like 6 a.m. And I'm walking around, and I'd heard there was a coffee, you know, place in the hotel and I'm walking around and I see a dude he's he's in a cosplay he's wearing something I don't know what he's wearing but he's wearing some costume 6-ish a.m. in the morning and he's carrying a Starbucks it's it's a cup has a Starbucks logo on it it clearly it's one of them clear plastic cups it clearly has coffee in it so I probably I I bet I'm I'm, my voice is usually low in the morning the night after drinking and I'm sure it was very scratchy after you know all the things from fish the two nights before and I'm sure I kind of mumbled and kind of half gargled but I'm certain of what I said was essentially hey man Where'd you get that? And he responds, it's as if I scared him. And to be fair, I'm sure I looked haggard. And I I wasn't in a costume, so maybe he just wasn't ready for just, you know, I was older than this guy, so maybe just some old man. Maybe I wasn't old than this guy. I don't know how old he was. Doesn't matter. Point is, I go, hey man, where'd you get that? Or something. And he lies to me. He goes, I don't, don't, what? He he just goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, you know, like the Starbucks. Like, is that that from here? Or or like, did you get that here? And he goes, no, I, I brought it from home. And he like, scuttles off 
Like, I, I know. I, I admit that he wasn't expecting my conversation, and I know that I look like a, a spun-out hippie asshole. Fine, fine. But, like, where'd you get that coffee in a simple request in one that I think you would expect at 6 a.m. in a hotel? Well, anyways, this guy lies to my ass, so I walk around until I find another person. Eventually, I do find the Starbucks. And let me just set the stage of this Starbucks, guys. <laughs> it is, it's, oh, here's the second thing. When I, earlier, uh, we're gonna circle back to at least one of the points that I was gonna circle back to. Two of the things you need to know about this hotel is that apparently this this convention goes on every year. Uh, so that, that's a thing. But also, apparently this hotel is where the rich fish fans stay. Whole bunch of Wookiees, which is a thing that the hippies call each other half lovingly. You you look like uh, the Wookiees from, from Star Wars. You, you look like, uh, I can't, Vance is going to kill me that I'm not going to get this guy's name, but it doesn't matter. But Vance and Eric both know Star Wars more than me. But anyways, um, Chewbacca. Hey, but I... These hippies look like Chewbacca. We're all very hairy and, and, and probably stinky from the night before and wearing clothes that are about yada yada. So, like, this hotel is now roughly one-fourth hippie, wookie, spun-out types. One-fourth cosplay cartoon anime dress-up people. And then roughly half just, like, regular boring-ass parents like myself that had no idea either one of those groups of people are going to be here. So now I'm in Starbucks at, you know, 6-whatever a.m. I'm staring at... Some anime people whose makeup is now smudged and hair is, is not the same as it was and costumes that are half raggedy because apparently anime people party pretty hard too or costume cosplay people party hard. Anyways, apparently these people go hard too because they're looking rough the next morning. Much like all these spun out fish heads are also looking rough. Much like, honestly, most of the parents because we got sort of a night off when the parents, when the kids go to sleep, we all stayed up drinking a little bit longer than we should have. So we're all looking rough and we're staring at the other people like, who are you? And I feel like all sections of us, all three groups are staring at the other groups thinking the other groups are the weird ones. <laughs> you know, like, you people are the weird ones, not me. Meanwhile, all of us are the weird ones. So it, it, was, it was just a very, very odd mix. But when we got to the pool that day, Saturday... I was stunned, and we, we, my kids, we made it a game, was point out the fish fans. Because the, the fish logo is just like, a, it's a blue background with a red circle. It's pretty simple, but it was undeniably everywhere. It was, I'm not, I'm not kidding, one out of every four people had a fish something on them. Fish towel, fish shorts, fish bikini, a lot of fish bikinis, fish hats. Like, they're just, they're everywhere. And so, when you're at the pool, <laughs> we're staring at these, like, I'm staring at these, and my kids kind of too. I'm staring at these, like, spun out, obviously hungover fish folk. But, I mean, look, hey, I'm not going to pretend that I'm rich. You know, like, I'm not going to tell you that I'm rich. We're not going to pretend that I'm poor. So, like, let's just, whatever, middle class, I guess, whatever. But this hotel ain't cheap. Like, it, it, and there are fish fans here that clearly had a good time the night before that are talking about their, their 401ks and their, their Roth IRAs. And I've never, like, I, I've never really hung out in large groups of fish fans. I've got my friends, uh, the, you know, the Pratt Brothers and CeCe, but that's about it. And I see them every now and again. And we don't just talk fish, but when I'm at fish, when I'm at the concerts, it's usually most conversations are centered around fish or, you know, having fun at fish or the other stories about concerts and music. And, like, it's all pretty one note as far as conversational topics whereas here these guys are talking about their businesses there's one woman who was talking about her stock purchase recently she's like oh yeah i made forty thousand dollars in one of my call options so it's like oh my god she knows about this kind of stuff like vance knows about this kind of stuff and i just didn't know that there were like rich business hippies like if that's a thing like i'd never really like seen that or heard of there I, I, I just it was all together new to me so i am just blown away i went from fish 
Thursday night, which is not reality at all. It is a, a self-sustaining economy that is unto its own. It, it is fully autonomous, and it just rolls around following fish, and it just it supports itself because everybody buys stuff. Like There's literally one store on Fish Lot that is just a gas station. It sells cigarettes and lighters and, and uh, Advil and like uh, lotion and like it, it's just it's literally just a deconstructed Seven Eleven gas station that is sitting right there on a table. Whatever you might need, baby wipes. Which oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. I, I bought some. I can't believe I forgot. Baby wipes are worth having on you at all times, even if you don't have babies. It's just they're just worth having. But like the, that that entire self sustaining ecosystem is uh, it, it's 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 when I'm in it. It's usually most conversations are just like party is, is the essential conversations, but th this is a whole new type uh, of party. This is this is rich people that just happen to like the band, and maybe that's more what I fall into. Again, not rich, but just less party, more just like I enjoy the the band. But point is, Thursday night I lost my mind because that's what you're supposed to do. But then we go to this hotel, and for the next you know almost 72 hours reality is still suspended because every other person is wearing a giant Pikachu costume or a Goku costume or, or dozens of other ones that I don't recognize at all, but also I'll put up pictures because they're everywhere. The costumes are elaborate. Some light up, some make noise, some are groups of 10, 12 people wandering around all clearly together. And like, I, at no point from Thursday to Sunday morning did I ever really have contact with reality. You know what I mean? Like it is, I expected to go party hard and then pull myself back together for a couple of days and then go Sunday night to the show and then party hard again. Whereas instead, I, I never really got away from the fish people. And then I also was thrown into a world that I know nothing about. I mean, the cosplay con convention thing is so foreign to me, but it's awesome. Like I, I had a blast, but it just at no point did I ever really touch base. So then when I get back to the concert that I'm also going to Sunday at Fish, I, I don't feel refreshed so much as stretched out. I am Gonesville still. I, I've just steady been gone the entire time. So the Sunday show, whoo boy, did I have some fun because I, I didn't need much to really lose my mind. I, I never, I never got centered. So I, I was just always off kilter. So a very little bit Sunday night. And now I'm super off kilter. Now we all are. We're having a great, great time. It's, it's, we are having a blast. And, uh, and then we get back, like after all that, we get back to uh, Shakedown Street and the balloon people are out. I'm sure they were out Thursday, but I don't really want to do balloons. That's not my thing. Uh, in fact, thankfully, like none of the, you know, Nick doesn't really, like none of the crew really is a balloon people, but balloons, for those of you who don't know, is uh, it's perfectly legal, totally fine, nothing wrong with it or whatever, you do what you want, but it's nitrous oxide. It's the, the dentist stuff. And there are people out there selling these giant balloons, uh, I think like five bucks each or whatever, but like, hey, that's what I'm saying. I could get a bacon and every fucking bite grilled cheese for five bucks, or I can get a fucking balloon full of nitrous, like, fuck off, I'm going grilled cheese every time, but that's just... Well, those are just, you know, that, that's just my point of view. You're allowed to do whatever you want to do. But here's my point. We, uh, apparently we actually end up knowing one of these balloon guys. I've never met him before, but somebody knew him through a thing or whatever. But he had a cooler full of beer in his truck and uh, a tank of nitrous. And I'm hanging out because he's got beer because I, I like that more than nitrous, but whatever. Um, and this guy, like, holy shit, this guy is an amazing human being. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to name the person that we even knew him through. I'm not going to name the connection. But somehow, like, five or six people down the line, we sort of kind of almost knew this guy. So now we're hanging out. It's like 1 a.m. in the, the fish parking lot, the Dick Sporting Goods parking lot. And uh, the car next to us is jamming some old school tunes. So we're having a dance party. Well, this guy's slinging balloons on his truck. <laughs> Whatever. 
Well, uh, as the night goes on, people start just bartering. Like, their people are out of money, and he doesn't care. And so, literally, women are just... Uh, look, hey, if you're listening with kids, you shouldn't be by now. Obviously, you know. But we're, we're getting to the point of the episode where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little raw, give you some details. Um, we're getting to the point where people are literally stripping for balloons. Women are just walking up and just flashing this guy so they can get a $5 nitrous balloon. One woman stripped, and he just, it was just like, yeah, you can grope me. Like, he's just basically getting a lap dance in a parking lot at 2 a.m. for a balloon full of nitrous. And at that point, I'm out. You know, I'm having fun. I don't care. You're not hurting nobody. You're all adults. You're all fine. You're all well over 30 because most of us are old and wrinkly and tired. But at that point, I'm out. I want to go to Waffle House. And thankfully, so does Cecilia. So we convinced the group. We all decide we're going to Waffle House. I want some real food. I want to get out of this crowd. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Let's go. So we drive what feels like eight hours to Waffle House, guys. You understand what I'm saying? Like we drive, like we are in no mood. Thankfully, one of us is sober. Dave, uh, if you're listening, I love you, brother. Thank you for being sober. I know it's not even necessarily by choice, but I'm glad you are. So Dave's driving us. He's sober. Poor bastard has to listen to us in the back being not sober. For the better part of nine hours as we get to Waffle House. Well, we pull up. We finally get to Waffle House and it's closed. What the fuck kind of a Waffle House closes? It's like it's like two in the morning, but still, it's a. I thought Waffle House was twenty four, man. Like I really did. Well, at this point, that sends Cece and I off the rails. Not angry, but laughing. We are laughing so hard that we cannot stop laughing that this goddamn Waffle House is closed. So now we have to drive another however many hours back to the house. We have fully pissed off Dave and really the rest of the group at this point because we are laughing so hard about there not being a Waffle House. We finally get back to the house. You know, we make some food or whatever. They get like, you know, pizzas and things in the oven. No big deal. But point of all of that is to say, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever go to a concert and then you wake up the next day and you go to a cosplay convention, stay there for a couple of days and then go back to a concert. Uh, when you go to work <laughs> the day after all of that, you literally won't remember how to do your job. <laughs> um, I, it took, I am still, I am four days removed from the last show. It, I'm now recording this on a Thursday. The last show was a Sunday night. I am still like gathering my, I mean, I'm fine. Now I can drive and shit, which is, which is cool. <laughs> Having the ability to drive again is nice, but I am still pulling like some of my far-reaching synapses back together because it is very hard to process reality after that just chaotic combination. But I can tell you this: if you ever get the opportunity, take it. That is well worth it. <laughs> it was as much fun as I've had, both with my family and then with my friends at a concert. It is the best combination possible. So. Um, if you're out there, any of you cosplayers of the non-DesuCon, you're welcome on the show anytime, and I look forward to seeing you again next year. If any of you guys are still listening to 26 minutes of whatever the fuck you want to call that, thank you so much. I love you, and I'll see you again next week. Bye!